0: This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. With your host,
1: Doug Craig on Moose FM.
2: Welcome to another episode of the show. Later, we're going to be joined by Dale Plourd, the organizer of the Energetic County Fair, happening July 14th to 16th. We're under a week away from the inaugural festival, so we'll talk about the hurdles they've overcome in bringing the festival to Fort St. John and just general excitement for it. It's going to be a blast. More on that in a bit. But first, the RCMP's CAR 60 program is underway here in Fort St. John, where a mental health clinician will attend with an RCMP member to do mental health wellness checks in our community during weekdays. To talk more about the program and its importance, we're joined now by Northern Health's Northeast Chief Operating Officer, Angela DeSmith. Angela, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, So why don't you tell us a bit about uh, the program, if you don't mind, to kind of get us started. Um, How did it come about here in Fort St. John?
0: Yeah, so Northern Health has had a pre-existing CAR 60 program in Prince George. And um, when um, the RCMP, I think the corporal, moved from Uh, Prince George to Fort St. John really um, that really resonated with him in terms of the benefits of the program and so really uh, started to work in terms of how to start up a CAR 60 program and there had been some conversations with the city prior to that with Northern Health about um, how we as healthcare providers can support and collaborate with the RCMP when they're responding to 911 calls related to mental health um, concerns, or like you said, wellness checks, where um, we just want to make sure that the individuals that need our assistance are getting the services they require.
2: Mm -hmm. So kind of before it was more of you'd get a 911 call coming through from somebody in town, they'd say, you know, my friend's in distress or whatever it happens to be, a member would attend first from the RCMP. Uh, if it was decided, they then went to the hospital. Then, sort of a, a you know northern health employee, a, a mental health wellness person would sort of take over from there, I suppose. Eh?
0: Yes, that's correct. There was there was occasional where they would connect up with our ICMT, our intensive case management team, but. Typically, yes, the RCMP responded on their own and then would bring them into hospital um, for services after that time.
2: Okay. Was there like a—you said the corporal kind of brought this idea with them. Was there an identified need for this already that sort of everyone already kind of saw that this would be something that maybe was needed in the future anyway? And then because he brought the idea, it was like, oh, well, great, let's do this.
0: Yeah, so I think the idea had been there for quite some time. Um, Mayor Ackerman had identified what would it take in order to look at this. Um, And then I think by the fact that the corporal did come to Fort St. John, it helped to kind of kickstart it um, further in terms of, um, uh, the importance of this and the benefit of this. So, um, But yes, the city had identified it, it through concerns that were raised by the RCMP about the amount of time that they were spending um, responding to these calls and feeling like they needed some additional um, support
2: from content experts such as healthcare professionals. Mm-hmm. I, I'm asking you off the top of your head, do you happen to know what an average time was before that you're hoping to maybe shorten Uh, by implementing this? or No, I don't know.
0: Uh, That would be an RCMP question in terms of both the volume of calls as well as the time commitment that it took to respond to these calls and then bring the individuals into hospital if that was appropriate.
2: Okay. Uh, One big question I had about this is uh, I'm curious as if you can speak to How the member and the mental health clinician or or worker that'll be with the RCMP member will sort of work together. Um, Is there is there been talk of the members in charge of what's happening? So if they feel like the situation needs to be escalated, you know, in that rare occurrence, then they're free to do so. Or is the mental health person there to Mm -hmm. say, maybe we don't need to do this yet. We need to get them to the hospital instead.
0: Yeah, I think it, that'll be kind of a transition. So yeah. we were able to send our mental health clinician down to Prince George um, to do a ride along, understand how uh, the CAR-60 program that has been working for a number of years mm. and what those relationships are in terms of of um, who's doing the conversation, who's doing the de-escalation. And um, but... Um, I'm not quite sure of the logistics in terms of how that um, will work out. Um, the understanding, based on what we've seen with the CAR60 um, other programs, is that it will actually um, reduce the number of visits to hospital because uh-huh. um, it will help to de-escalate and tap them into services because the mental health clinician knows kind of what services are out there from a healthcare perspective that can be they can tap into without having to actually go to the emergency
2: department i see so it's sort of moving sort of the mental health supports that as you said used to be the member would take them to the hospital they'd kind of be dealt with there in a way some of that anyway can happen on the scene instead then.
0: yeah yep correct
2: i see okay now i wonder um at the moment as i understand it uh you've got kind of one employee on this there's going to be a second one sort of for coverage kind of issues <laughs> soon Um, And so it's kind of only available kind of certain times of the day. And as I understand, it's kind of during the Mm -hmm. week, you know, in the middle of the day that this can happen. Otherwise, it'll be kind of, I assume, uh, status quo with how members respond to these sort of situations outside of those hours. Has there already been talk about um, how this program can maybe expand? or Or is there kind of we have to wait and see how this goes first before we can start putting maybe more people on it?
0: Yeah, I think it's a combination. So we um, Northern Health has been meeting with RCMP in terms of where may their highest volume of call be, and that yeah. has um, led to the decision in terms of, of having the Monday to Friday um, in terms of the um, individuals working together. But yes, it will be an evolution over time based on how well it's working, how many calls do we need to expand it. We are working to um, get a... Um, nurse as well as part of the team uh, to support this but it is coming down to as we know the recruitment and trying to add and complement to this team so I believe it'll just evolve over time and um, and based on
2: the need that we're seeing hmm now you did mention that the uh the clinician went down and had like a ride along and sort of had experiences to see kind of how it works in Prince George already what else what other additional training have they sort of had to have with uh members to kind of prepare for this
0: um good question um I'm not sure if they've had additional training here, like in Fort St. John, because okay. um, de-escalation and um, and work with um, um, mental health clients and vulnerable population is part of uh, this individual um, has come from the intense case management team. So yeah. she's worked with um, uh, with that team as well for quite some time. Okay. Um, so I think largely it was in terms of how does the program work and and that was the um, the real good experience gained by being able to go to Prince George and and seeing and um, it in action in terms of the benefits
2: of it. Mm-hmm. And you were saying beforehand, uh, and I can't remember if the photos of it showed this, but uh, the person working with them will have to wear like a I don't know if it's bulletproof, but like one of the vests essentially that members wear too, correct? Because they're part of the situation.
0: Yes, correct. So part of it is um, complying with what the RCMP requirements are and one of those is um the fitted um vest and um and and it'll clearly identify them so that they know that um the individual knows when they respond that they're not an rcmp Mm -hmm. right so it'll clearly identify them as a clinician um so that they know that um they're
2: um they're there to support them in a different way I see. Well, I mean, the program's fascinating. I can't wait to hear Mm -hmm. kind of how the rollout goes. I was hoping we could also ask you a bit about the uh, overdose prevention services uh, thing that was going on where originally you maybe had somebody in mind where you could put it and kind of had that sorted out. But then the permit was withdrawn, if I remember right. Do you have any update on that process and if uh, uh, Northern Health's been able to uh, start something else somewhere else, perhaps uh, in the near future?
0: Yes. So we haven't had any uh, further success to date. We Mm -hmm. did contract um, an external company to look at um, where other uh, facilities or sites could be and talking to different landlords. There is one that's interested, but we're still um, working through the details with them. So we're really hoping to have a overdose uh, prevention site up and functional by winter. Um, We will still have the mobile van but we know that um, based on the experience last winter that it's just not ideal because of our cold weather here but um, we're continuing to work with the different landlords um, within the kind of the um, uh, Fort St. John kind of center area where it would be um, best used Mm -hmm. and accessible and then create those wraparound services so it's not just um, as a, um, an overdose prevention site. Um, it'll have counselors in it where they can support them, refer them to other services. And um, so, um, yeah, we're still moving forward with that.
2: Excellent. All right, Angela. Well, I really appreciate you coming by and uh, talking about the CAR60 program and the overdose prevention site. Um, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. That's Angela Smith, the uh, Chief Operations or Operating Office Serve for the northeast for northern health joining us on moose talks this morning we'll be right back to talk to dale plord of the energetic county fair right after this welcome back to the show i'm dub craig now i'm very happy to be joined once again by the organizer of the energetic county fair which is believe it or not less than a week away my goodness how exciting is that uh dale plord is live in studio with us now welcome back to moose talks good Dale. good morning thanks this being is- here
1: second time on Moose Socks. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs>
2: means Maybe you're... you're really
1: desperate for guests or <laughs> or I might have something good to say. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think you have a lot of good things to say because yeah. as I said, I mean, we're less than a week out. You must be just like vibrating with excitement at this point. I
1: feel eh? pretty uh, pretty excited, like at Christmas. and In a way, it's, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially since you... I mean, we had you on... I,
2: I'm blanking on the day now, but it was March? yeah, and it was not too long after you had sort of announced we're going to do this. I'm going to go to. I think you had gone to the city council already and said I'd like to do mm-hmm. this. So in just a few short months, it's kind of happened. It's uh, here, yeah. Right. Um, how are you feeling about the the amount of work you've managed to sort of get done in that time,
1: and and all the hoops you kind of had to jump through I'm at the very- city proud and excited and, and uh, just, it's, it's, it's here and, and, you know, ticket sales are going well and
0: mm-hmm.
1: bands are all coming and it's just, it's just amazing. I, I don't know how to explain that. We've got a great, you know, group of, of vendors as well. Yeah. And the experience, I'm pretty excited to see people's faces when they walk through those gates.
2: I have to say, is this kind of the... Um, I don't want to say the worst time, but you know, the I, as I understand it, the sort of last hoop you had to jump through was earlier this week, and then you kind of said everything's ready. It's just sort of essentially the festival happens now. So are you in this mm-hmm. in between time where you're like, I gotta wait now for a few days before we start building everything, and then Pfft, it'll happen, and then it's kind of over? <laughs> no,
1: actually, there's 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 a lot that I, that I'm doing a lot of yeah. little things like like rooming lists for artists and. Mm-hmm. Catering for artists and organizing all that, and and um, you know I've got some great help. We've got organizing, you know, several dozen volunteers. For example, there's there's 80 shifts to cover throughout the festival, and wow. for volunteers, and uh, we still have a couple spots for people that want to help set up and be part of that. Um, but no, there's there's no downtime. but you know mind you it isn't is it isn't go 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 either so it's we're getting ready for for go time and everything shows up next wednesday today we're putting up fencing and banners okay
2: okay i was that was going to be my next question is kind of when are we because you know i drive by there quite a lot uh quite a bit where the site is and you yeah, haven't seen anything yet so you say the fencing will go up this weekend mm-hmm. and then the stage and stuff kind of arrives on wednesday Mid-week,
1: yeah and i see and, and and the tents before that so people start to see something come to life and you know the funny thing is we've got half the fencing up you stand inside and we've been a lot of people just, just scratching their head and saying I, I just can't see it in that spot mm-hmm. and well it's a huge spot first of all it's uh if you look at the space of if you put five North Peace Arena ice surfaces all in one area, oh. that's a pretty big spot. And that is um, those ice the ice arena is is licensed for sixteen hundred people. Mm-hmm. You know, for an event like if you want to do a beer garden in there or something, so, so times that by five, it's it's a it's a huge space.
2: Yeah, I mean when you put it that way, definitely <laughs> it's like it's it, it it's bigger than it looks like I suppose. Yes. Because so it, as it
1: as it comes together and you get the fencing. up, you can now see the okay wow you know from corner to corner that's a whole city block corner to corner it's it's huge right mm-hmm. absolutely
2: i want to talk about uh some of the uh the things you had to the hoops as i keep putting them uh-huh. uh, that you had to jump through for the city um you know I, I think when you were here last time you said yeah no problem this is going to be uh, no on issue i'm prepared for this i've done this before i'm all that all that kind of stuff did it work out that way? Did you ever really feel, um, you know, like stressed about it? Were you like, that, this is going oh, to be fine? Yeah. yeah, there
1: definitely was some stressful moments when, um, you know, it seemed like some of the things may, I like to be fair and reasonable, they just seem un, unreasonable and unnecessary. Yeah. However, you know, the city has to make sure that it's a its a great event and mm-hmm. and without... I'm an unknown entity to a lot of people, even though I have have done shows like in the arena 30 years ago. It's, yeah. it's, a lot of those people weren't around then. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just like people don't know what they're going to see. It's the same as the city doesn't know what they're going to see. Yeah. And here's a guy that says he's going to do this great, this, this great fun thing, but we've just got to make sure it is that, right? Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's been good. They've been... We've been educating each other and I, i'm kind of like the guinea pig so to speak because this is the first time ever yeah that this has happened in in our city so a bit, bit of a pioneer but it's it's been stressful for for me mm-hmm. definitely and and fun at the same time and and through those um if it was easy to everybody would be doing it right absolutely and it would, and the things that are a little bit more difficult are more rewarding in the end absolutely All right, well, you've
2: got three days of acts coming um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. I wonder uh, if you would be willing to say if there's somebody you're most excited to see and and most looking forward to watching on this stage over the weekend. I am,
1: actually, and I I don't want to be that way because the the entire thing right from the, the local artist singer songwriter guitar and, and vocal like, like even you know Braden Watson with the guitar and and there's a young lady named Megan Clarence who's mm-hmm. going to be opening the show on um, on Saturday she's got a great voice and she's you know just a, a little teenager and, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is everybody is there's so much talent here Dub but mm-hmm. to, to answer your question yeah I think Thursday night with Cal McCurney and the Washboard Union is sort of I'm really looking forward to that show.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been talking about Kyle McCurney so much on this station in the past six months. He's had quite a run. His new album, uh, you know, he's getting funding, he's he's getting uh, nominated for awards and whatnot. And then now he's playing the Energetic County Fair. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a blast. Um, I, I want to look forward now, if we can, for a second. Again, I don't know if you've had the time to do this yet, but as you said, you're sort of setting a precedent here. Next year, mm-hmm. presumably, you're going to try to bring the festival back. How much uh, thought of that have you already put into?
1: Oh, quite a bit. Yeah. Like I said, this whole thing when it presented to the city is a three-year and a ten-year plan to mm-hmm. to build a, an annual signature festival, which involves many different things going on. You know, maybe, maybe you know, the, the Taste of Fort St. John happens at the same time, like it did yeah. in the curling me, but we schedule it so it all happens. Energetic County Fair Weekend or something like Rib Fest as well. That all happens... Energetic County Fair weekend, which we're lucky that it is actually happening, Mm -hmm. because the city's just going to be alive, and that's sort of my vision, and um, just keep heading in that direction, and involving more groups to do things during that weekend, or those three days, or four days, or hopefully it could become seven days, or who knows right absolutely wonderful dale
2: all right uh you mentioned quickly that uh they're still looking for some volunteers to mm-hmm. fill spots what's the best way for them if someone's listening
1: now and say hey i'd love to be involved for a bit how do they get a hold of you what's the best okay way? the energetic uh, county fair dot yeah and then there's a tab on in the menu they just click on that and it says volunteers you click on that and it opens up a, a short form that you fill out and with your basically your contact information and what your skill set is and what you'd like to do, and press submit, and we'll get back to you within a day or so and, and schedule you in. Perfect. And then everybody who volunteers a four hour shift gets a, a VIP pass for the entire weekend. So oh, it's a pretty okay. good deal. I'll say, yeah, only four hours, and it's like half day, right? And that so. could be setting up too, so you don't actually have to be, you know, spend four hours setting up um, next week, and you're in for the whole weekend.
2: Perfect. All right. And then, of course, you can buy tickets online at EnergeticCountyFair.ca. Uh, and uh, you could still win some tickets from us, as you uh, very graciously gave us 101 tickets mm. to give away. We've even almost all of them away, but we got a few left. So be how's the
1: response been?
2: for them? Oh, wonderful. It's been excellent uh, so far. So we only have a few left to give away, but uh, you'll have to be listening to hear more about that mm. uh, next week on how we're going to do that. Dale, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your thank busy you schedule. Thank you for all the support and kindness and support, mostly. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Dale Plored with the Energetic County Fair here on Moose Talks. All right. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this.